0: On this episode of The Heat Check, it is The Lake Show. Yes, we are. We are digging in. We are digging into one of the craziest. I was just minding my own damn business on a Sunday night sitting on the couch. And I experienced firsthand, not on Twitter, just right there on my cable TV box, the biggest kerfuffle since Malice in the Palace. And it strangely again, yes, includes the Detroit Pistons. We also get into some recent reporting that highlights two major reasons that the Lakers might not make the playoffs that will surprise you. Oh, boy, Brock. Do me a favor and drop that motherfucking beat. Oh, boy. Did you see this? We had a baby malice in the palace on a random Sunday night, boy, begun by somehow, someway, LeBron James, world-class cheap shot. Um, so I was sitting on the couch, just chilling. I look up, and I'm like, is that man bleeding from his face? What is going on? Hold on. Rewind, rewind, rewind. What is happening? The kerfuffle, I literally looked up eating dinner, and the kerfuffle had already begun. So here is what my rewind, my DVR told me what happened. So Jeremy Grant, Detroit Pistons uh, superstar, went to the line for a free throw. In the third quarter of the game when the Pistons were inexplicably beating the Lakers. Had no business beating them. I think they were up like 12 or 15 at the time. Isaiah Stewart, big man for the Pistons, young gun, young blood. He's almost seven feet tall. Big. Bruiser. Bruiser went to box out LeBron, and LeBron James boxed him out. All of a sudden, then you see Isaiah Stewart on the ground, slide, and then all of a sudden you look at Isaiah Stewart. He's rushing LeBron. He's pissed. You're like, wait, did I miss something? Because he's bleeding out of his face right now. Blood everywhere. It looked like he was in, um, you know, like when you go to WWE and there's just like, blood Running down the undertaker's face. it was like the, in this like cage match. That's what it was. I mean, I literally look up from having a little bite of my dinner, take a drink of the water, and Isaiah Stewart cannot be held back, cannot be held up. And I just don't know if I've seen a player as angry as Isaiah Stewart maybe in my entire life. like I've never the last time had to be in the malice in the palace. So the question is, what did LeBron do to make Isaiah Stewart so mad? What would he what would possibly happen in order for a young guy so early on in the league to come after the number one player in our generation since Michael Jordan? Like Kobe Jordan Braun, like that's the pantheon we're talking about. And Isaiah Stewart is like, I do not care. I'm gonna murder this guy. <laughs> I am going to murder him. The dude had to be restrained four separate times. Dwayne Casey cut his finger holding Isaiah Stewart back, his finger had to get wrapped up. I mean, when we talk about the league being soft, like it was not soft going on. Like he was like incredible Hulk, like getting broken from his chains. Like he literally tried to find LeBron in the tunnel later on. So so much to break down. So apparently, when LeBron James was boxing out, he literally took his elbow, wrist, hand down onto, across Isaiah Stewart's eyebrow and lip. He's bleeding out of his mouth. It was like boom, boom. Bleeding out of his eye. Blood rushing down on his face. It was one of those things where it was like, doesn't look that bad. And then all of a sudden you look back and you're like, holy fuck, that's a lot of blood. So much to break down. Where do I start? Well, first and foremost, I guess you have to talk about the Lakers announcers because it was sad. It was, I mean, I know you see like Philadelphia 76ers announcers, they're biased. Boston Celtics announcers, oh yeah, they're biased. Knicks announcers, they're biased. Portland announcers, they're they're very biased. But I mean, come on, it's like Portland, they're very sad. But the, the Laker announcers just were like, Don't know why Isaiah Stewart did that. That was just an obviously an inadvertent elbow. They said inadvertent and accidental at least 10 times. Like, I don't know what happened. Do you see how mad Isaiah Stewart was? It was just very clearly an accident by LeBron James instead of being like, yo, this man clearly upon further. It was so funny because they went to the slow-mo cam and they were like, as you can see here, this inadvertent. And they just stopped talking, like they knew they couldn't keep up with the bit, like they couldn't, cause they knew it was bad. They it was so bad. And the Pistons announcers, they've been th- through this before. They're OGs, in, they're OGs in this scuffle gang. Uh, this is what they said. They were like, "I don't even want to see the chaos." Uh, this has happened before. They're like, "Hey, uh, PA." Fans, uh, stay in your seats, guys. Do not come onto the floor. Uh, Do not enter the floor. All fans, I repeat, all fans, stay in your seats. All fans, do not come onto the floor. Do not throw any objects. At LeBron James, don't do it or you will be nabbed and sent to jail. Stay exactly where you are. That's not my uh, interpretation. That was an exact quote. That's exactly what they said. This is a guy who you know has seen some shit. He saw Ben Wallace. He saw Ron Artest. He saw fans getting fucking mollywhopped. He saw multiple game suspensions, money handed down, fines, jail time, jail time. Cameras everywhere, folks. It's a social media era. Listen, I was a freshman in college when Malice at the Palace happened. Facebook was still for college kids on campuses. Now, boy, we've got it all. We've got Instagram Live. We've got Instagram Stories. We've got TikTok. We've got Twitter. We've got everything. Cameras. Every- this is Worldwide, baby, in a flash. In a flash. No need for news. No need for local KPTUV. Like, it is happening Now. We literally, it was like maybe 40 seconds after it happened, and I saw like 15 angles globally. Like I had a guy from Spain who had his own Spanish angle. I don't know how he got that, but like, oh, yeah, that's a damning angle. Literally, you got, uh, dun, 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 dun. You had like law and order literally interpreting how this whole thing went down. How funny was it, though, that the only person... On the Lakers team that wanted any smoke, Russell Westbrook. He had his fists out. He was ready. He was smiling, foaming at the mouth, crazy eyes, looking like, You want this? Like, let's go. They literally panned over in the in the highlight replay. And it's like Russell Westbrook legit looked like the Notre Dame Fighting Irish logo. That was him. Unfazed by Isaiah. St- Isaiah Stewart's like oh, 250 pounds, bleeding. I don't care. He's also unvaccinated. Unvaccinated. Six, eight monster bleeding from the face, and you're like, Yeah, no, I'm good. Like, let's go. Let's come on. Let's go. He's like that fireman running into the burning building. Everybody's like, Ah, napalm. And he's like, I don't care. I'm going to go in. I'm good. Like, I've seen some shit. And then they asked him, like, they asked Russell Westbrook, they were like, Hey, uh, did you know that in the middle of all that, you got a technical foul? And he's like, Who, me? No, I didn't get a technical vow. He's looking at the stat sheet. Like, what do you mean? This is what Russell Westbrook said. The segment, you assessed the Who got a tech? You did. You did. I got a tech? Oh, wow. Why'd I get a tech? I didn't know I had a tech. <laughs> <laughs> Made it with <to> <laughs> Wow. That's interesting. Well, you know, this is being Russell. I guess when you Russell Westbrook, they just try to do anything apparently. But whatever, I don't know why. I, got to, I don't know what I did. But whatever, they had to put it on somebody. Just, easy, well, not me. They literally, if you look on Twitter, they literally are showing a photo of Russ with his fists up like, why not me? Why you, Russ? Come on, Russ. Come on now, Russ. You know which. Maybe it was just fight or flight mode. Maybe he didn't even realize he did it. You know, it's one of those things like it's just a gut check, knee jerk reaction. He's like, I had no idea that I immediately went into Muhammad Ali stance and I went directly for the action. He held no one back. He literally did nothing to stop or prevent or slow the action down. And so then furthermore, when the dust settled, it gets even more delicious. Everyone was chiming in. Of course, my man, Gilbert Arenas, had some things to say. Uh, He's had his share of kerfuffles, as folks know. Uh, No chill Gil, as he calls himself online, a.k.a. Agent Zero, a.k.a. Guns in the Locker Room arenas. He had no fucking chill this morning discussing the events in question. This is what he said. He must have spent an hour, at least, putting together this IG post. He literally had to find everyone's tags. He literally tagged, like, one, two, three, four, five. like, ten people in this thing. You have to know... You don't just know people's tags, their handles offhand. You have to find their, you just like putting hashtags in there. Anyway, people now using Gilbert Arenas' IG as news, wild, what does it say you may ask that would precipitate news, this is it. At uh, the Isaiah Stewart, hey, br- first of all, he found his random rookie guy. Okay, hey, brother, I'm going to just be real with you. A uh, loud face uh, yelling emoji. Pack all your shit. All cap shit. Pack your winter jackets and your boots because yo ass is about to be traded to, uh, parentheses, Budapest. Somewhere, a crying, made, crying emoji, crying emoji, crying emoji. I don't know what type of bumba clot blood got in your eye. Pause. Excuse me. That is, I don't know how, sounds sort of racist. I'm not sure how, but I think it is. I'm not sure how. I think... Is is Isaiah Stewart from the Caribbean? I don't know, but it sounds kind of like that was a Caribbean slur. I'm not sure. But you can't charge at the hashtag king like that on TV, 100. You will be drug-tested, T.I. voice, expeditiously. Just to make sure that rage ain't drug-related. <laughs> Pause. Oh, my God. We a- we don't do that in the NBA. You probably haven't read the memo on fight attempts in the NBA. Number one, don't square up with King James. Easy Money Sniper ever, 100. Them two light-skinned boys, Steph Curry or Klay Thompson on Golden State? Either. Don't let your chest get puffy towards them or your ass is done. (laughs) Halo emoji. Number three. Only two teams that's allowed to fist fight with any real penalties is wherever Rajon Rondo and Chris Paul is at. Crying face emoji. Number four, wait till your teammates get around you, then act tough for the crowd. Sell it like WWE. Uh, Okay emoji, prayer face, prayer emoji. Um, that's it. Good luck moving forward, my man. P.S. This was worse than the gun in the locker room situation. (laughs) Crying face emoji. Some can say this was attempted murder. Hashtag attempted murder. Uh, Halo emoji. Uh, crying face emoji. Only thing that can save you right now is MJ dropping episode 11 of Last Dance. And he edits all Scottie Pippen scenes out. Or Vanessa Bryant dropping Thermomamba's last season. If you think I'm bullshitting, ask Enos Cantor 11. He got too close to the king back in 2016-2017. And the Turkish president has been trying to catch his ass ever since. Running emoji probably running for his ass, Uh, thinking emoji, smiling emoji, uh, halo emoji. What a world class. I mean, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, eight, eight handles. We've got like 40 emojis. We've got, I mean, it's a lot. We've got a lot. This is the internet folks at its finest. Um, So then, of course, they're asking LeBron's teammates like, what's up? What's up with this? They did form around, like, uh, they circled the rag- wagons around LeBron. Like, it was when, you know, you see those Western movies. And they put the the horse and carriage and buggies around all. Save the women and children. That was LeBron James. LeBron James is the women and children of the NBA. Like, protect LeBron at all costs. He just stood there like, protect the king like sire we've got you covered he looked at he looked at Isaiah Stewart like you're not gonna do a damn thing I've got this entire arena behind me even though I'm the one at fault can we just say though like if this was Malik Monk that this would just not have been that any of this thing have would have happened like everybody like ah dog You did kind of get him in the elbow, though. He's bleeding. He's bleeding a lot from his face right now. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not trying to catch this tech. I already got 13 on the year. Anthony Davis said that he was on the front lines defending Braun, but when in reality, as normal, he was on the side, basically watching Russell Westbrook do everything. Uh. Basically his entire career for this last nine months. AD said everyone in the league knows LeBron is not a dirty guy. The moment that he realized he clocked Stewart, Braun was trying to apologize and said, my bad. Um, no, he didn't. That's a lie. That's a lie. Uh, and then, of course, Anthony Davis came out and said, "We gotta, we're not promoting violence. I'm not promoting violence. Our security and their security, they did a hell of a job. He then pointed to his security guard as he left the press conference room for the shout-out because Anthony Davis knows that he is currently in Detroit and wants everyone to know, hey, I am with someone who's trapped. Like, don't come for me. (laughs) Don't come for me. You see him over there? Shout-out to Javon and Trayvon and Bubba and John over there. They're protecting me. Uh, He also said this. We're here to protect our brother. I've never in 10 years seen a player try to do that as long as I've been playing. It's uncalled for. You've got to cut above your eye. Accidental like. Pause. The like, I feel, is operative. I feel the like is, it would be much more, I don't know, convincing if you just said accidental. Like, it's an accidental. No, accidental like kind of feels like it's sort of also purposeful like. You know what I mean? Like, it's not quite on purpose. Not quite on an accident. And he said, we're we're going to not allow him to keep charging our brother like that. I don't know what he was trying to do, but we wasn't going to allow that. Okay, AD. AD's not the kind of guy you want in your foxhole, by the way. And, by the way, for folks who want to know how Isaiah Stewart has calmed down or whether he's calmed down, uh, his only response so far has been to tweet out the date of the Pistons' next game against the Lakers. And it says... Sunday, November 28th, and he made sure to tag LeBron James in said post. Mussy TV. Mussy. That's getting flexed to primetime. I can promise. This might be the Detroit Pistons' only nationally televised game. Nationally televised game. Like, it's the one. It's like, I could see ESPN, like, promoting this. Like, Isaiah Stewart down $950,000 for the exchange with LeBron how will these two operate together on the court it's crazy like the, the wildest thing I think about this sequence is that you're now seeing a dog shit Lakers team use this as or try to use this as motivation like we are now gonna use this mediocre win with a scuffle as the reason that we're going to become, this is the turning point for us. This is the inflection point of our entire season was when LeBron James elbowed that man Isaiah Stewart and he almost got his ass beat. They're now 9-9. and Gross. Gross. Frank Vogel basically is saying the same thing. I mean, he's on the hot seat. So he's got to say something. He's got to provide cover that this is where things turn around. He's on the hot seat. He's checking his butt. So this is what he said. To me, this is one of those things that can turn the momentum of your season. Is it? That's the determination that this team is going to need. The sentiment, it appears, has spread like wildfire because many headlines are saying the same thing. Here are a few. Lakers compete, Lakers complete wild comeback in Detroit to potentially turn around season. Can fracas, can fracas, I love that word. I can't even say it without laughing. Can fracas sparked by LeBron James be turning point for Lakers? They'll have to prove it. But of course, I mean, let me be their voice of reason and just say, for folks who believe this fracas is the turning point, It will not be. It will absolutely not be. And I've got two reasons why. Two superstar-sized reasons. Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Oh, man. I've watched this... Before my eyes since last season. We I mean, Father Time, undefeated. No. Nope. It comes for everyone. It comes for absolutely everyone. It comes for MJ. That was bad when it did. Kobe, sad. Wilt fucking Chamberlain it came for. You never know. You just never know how or when he's going to come. How he's going to take you out. But rest assured, I mean, he's coming. He's, he will for sure come for all of us. And it sure looks like the only person he has eyes for right now <laughs> is LeBron James, the king. A recent article in The Athletic highlighted things that I have been seeing and disputing, kind of like trying to process in my brain if what I saw was real. So when other journalists write it, I'm like, okay, I'm not insane. Uh, the past nine months, he has not been the same. That high ankle sprain. He even said, I'm not going to be ever fully recovered from this injury. I've talked about this many times. I high ankle sprain myself. May 1st, still not healthy. Still in pain. Still feel it in the middle of the night. Like, we made fun of LeBron James. But like, oh, I'm never going to be 100% healthy, LeBron James. The king of making things so dramatic Like so that he can look dominant and be like, yeah, yeah, I played through screws in my foot that whole title run. We made fun of him, but nobody really knows Braun's body like Braun. And now knowing that he didn't touch a basketball the entire offseason, which we're not really sure if it's true or if that's actually part of the dramatic narrative that he likes to create, it does not currently look like he has fully recovered from that injury. He does not look the same. Not only does he not look the same, the statistics aren't the same either. Uh, They're really not the same. This is what the Athletic article lays out. This 36-year-old version of LeBron James, while surely still good at basketball, here's where it gets ugly, just isn't that guy. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. Here's the cold truth, and it is backed up by cold facts. It is a truth... That few people want to recognize. I don't want to recognize it. LeBron James is my age. If LeBron James has father time come for him, I'm right behind. LeBron went down with that ankle injury. He claimed that he would never recover from, so we should have listened closer. This is what the article noted. In terms of statistics and how he's performing in the game right now. Damning evidence. LeBron James is taking half as many free throws as he did a year ago. He's going to the basket far less, and becoming increasingly reliant on threes for his offense. And we know LeBron James should not be reliant on threes for his offense. He's gotten a lot better, but come on now. It's comprising currently nearly half his shots. LeBron James's average shot distance, which hovered between 11 and 12 feet for most of his career, jumped to 14 feet, just shy of 14 feet in 2021. And now his average shot distance is 15 feet holy shit we have it's I mean it's a small sample size but he's still shooting 65.9 percent at the rim which is by far the worst of his career one of the biggest values of LeBron James has been rebounding and now it feels like he's often paralyzed on the floor where his rebound rate is the worst of his career, just a 7.6 rebound rate. He's like, doesn't want to test that ankle anymore. Doesn't want to jump, which will impede that abdomen and impede that ankle. I mean, jumping high into the air to get a rebound, you do not need to get. That's exactly why I don't go for rebounds when I play basketball in pickup runs. was like, ah, you guys get it. I'm good. I've, I've torn my shit up enough times. Uh, there's too many bodies, too many feet to land on underneath there. Way too many. Even the shots that he used to get away with with no problem now have been sus. Very sus. Uh, in the 20 minutes he played against the Pistons, he was stonewalled against a guy 6-3. Um, that, should, that should not happen. He literally got bodied by Corey Joseph. Corey Joseph? Who? Uh, that's no slander to Corey Joseph, but come on now. Consecutive post-ups by Corey Joseph, for example. For example, and Jeremy Grant jo- uh, blocked his step back three multiple times. When is the last time you ever saw LeBron James's three pointer or any jump shot be blocked? Like he's six eight, six nine, good vertical, long arms, strong. No. Like, I've never seen that in my life, and it happened multiple times last night. These are facts. Cold, hard, indisputable, very cogent facts. No matter how much you want to say LeBron James can return to the old LeBron James, the fact of the matter is, father time is coming. We keep saying that about Tom Brady, but Tom Brady's not in the mix getting bodied all the time. That's why he has an offensive line to protect him, because he's old as fuck. LeBron James is not much younger than Tom Brady, especially when he plays a much more consistently physical role. And if LeBron James doesn't get right, I mean, this is the entire reason that the roster exists the way that it does is because LeBron James is the centerpiece of it, and he supposedly needs these pieces in order to maximize who he is. If he's not him, pff, the Lakers are in serious trouble. If he's not the king, if he's just the prince, fuck, if he's the popper, my lord. John Hollinger speaks more about this, and he put it perfectly. Playing against the bad team, the fact that the Lakers ended up winning is hardly cause for a parade. Parade. Facts. In fact, Detroit was the latest patsy in a joke of an early schedule for the Lakers that eventually gets, I love that they called Detroit a patsy, especially given that, that Isaiah Stewart was about to beat LeBron's ass. Patsy? I don't think so. These are the bad boys. Anyway, I digress. Uh, the schedule gets much, much harder. Remember, this was supposed to be the time For the Lakers to pad their win total. That little win boosted them up two spots against Detroit. It's still gross. LeBron James is now a perimeter player. LeBron James is now a perimeter player. And the problem is he shouldn't be. He is designed to be a guy who can do many things. Not just shoot 30 feet from the basket. He's not a world-class shooter. He's never been Steph Curry. He's never been Clay Thompson. He's never been Dame Lillard. That's the reason that you surround LeBron James with shooters, is because LeBron James is no shooter. He's gotten better, but he's no Jokic. He's no Luka. And the fact that he's shooting half of his shots from behind the arc is if that was my team, I wouldn't be stoked. I would not be stoked. That is troubling. A troubling for a team that was supposed to be Braun. A.D., Russ, and a boatload of shooters. Like, he has no snipers. He is now the sniper who can't do anything else. And now it's easier to defend LeBron because you know he's not going up for rebounds. You know he's not going around the rim and doing— He's not going to go down and dunk over someone. That's just not what he's going to do consistently. His reluctance to go to the rim makes him much easier to defend. I don't know. Maybe that changes closer to the playoffs. I don't know, maybe maybe I'm going to look silly again. Like, we've all been waiting for Tom Brady to decline. But, like, it looks like LeBron James is declining. That's what all the stats say. They, The team, though, even if Braun, for some godly reason, has a deal with Father Time for the playoffs, they need him now. They need his dominance right now. Because if Braun can't be dominant inside... If he can't get to the line, this team this team is going to struggle. This team's going to struggle to even be in the play-in tournament. They might not even make the playoffs at all. And now that he's dealing with even more nagging injuries, it basically underscores just how important that he is to the team's Success. How important that he is to their ability to go deep. Because 18 games of the season, the Lakers are 500. And Braun has been out for many of those games. And with him in, they could barely compete against the Detroit fucking Pistons. The patsies that they are. Against a ridiculously easy schedule. They can't do shit. And now that Braun is no longer Braun, the Lakers are in trouble, trouble, trouble slide, trying to provide for me For me For me Provide for me They are slip sliding down the standings And they are looking for AD to provide some semblance Of something Some leadership, some dominance Braun is over there in the corner Licking his wounds in the cave Cut up, bruised, battered It's like, alright AD, we need ya and he's 37 years old, he's got an abdominal strain, he's got an ankle sprain, we need you. And I don't know how good it's been going so far. One of the main reasons and one of the main things that the NBA Twitter discussed in the offseason when the Lakers brought in Russ and all of the youngsters and all those former All-Stars like Carmelo is that A.D. at the 5 was going to transform this team and all these other pieces. A.D. at the 5 made them make sense. It was going to transform this franchise, and it has. It has. It really has. It seems that this plan of A.D. at the 5 at the beginning of the season to play big, which is why they signed two big men to go with A.D., wasn't going to work. That was their original plan. Are we going to play AD at the 5? Are we going to play these other two guys at the 5? Because AD doesn't really want to be the 5. He's kind of a 4, but we're better at the 5. So this is what's going on. DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard are now Lakers. And very similarly to Montrezl Harrell and Andre Drummond and Mark Gasol, it's not working. They are watching on the bench. They are getting DMPs. They are not getting minutes. You've got Dwight Howard now shooting threes. Yeah, that happened twice last night. Yeah, it did. Uh, why, though? What is happening? The immutable fact is Anthony Davis, despite him not wanting to be the 5, is a better 5 than he is a 4. Just changes the complexity of the lineups and rotations. Uh, the the people that he plays against when he's at 5 puts him in a better position. And And having a slow prodding big man these invisalign are fucking me up this prodding big man like drummond and mantra well i Montres P- drummond mark dwight javel it's not that's not gonna do it dog that's just not gonna do it that's they gotta go they gotta go so what is the problem we've got 80 at the five what's the problem the problem is that 80 at the five is not working not working either Uh, Given that roster construction and the floor spacing of this team 80 at the 5 when the Lakers are just 2 and 4 80 at the 5, let me say it again With 80 at the 5 the Lakers are just 2 and 4 And that is including this last improbable kerfuffle fracas in Detroit There was a recent article in Lakers Nation Came out and said what we've all been thinking Head coach Frank Vogel recognized that the team was far more effective on both ends of the floor when Davis was at center. Since then, the Lakers' two centers, Jordan and Howard, have gotten minimal minutes as Davis takes a majority of time at the center position. And so, in theory, this should work out. But in reality, none of the Lakers' roster makes sense right now. They should be good, but they aren't. They've got a lot of stars, but it's not really working. They should play defense, but they don't. And even Frank Vogel's like, I don't, I just couldn't tell you what's going on. He knows what we know. The spacing is a problem. Shh, don't tell anyone. The spacing consistently is an issue. He goes, yeah, if we move, if we move, the spacing looks great. The ball doesn't move and players don't move. It doesn't matter what spacing you have. Pause. That's pretty much the heart of it, isn't it? We're playing one-on-one, and we just get the ball moving a little more, and when we do it, we look great, and we've seen that we can do it. We've just got to do it longer." And obviously for 48 minutes. Yeah, that's a quote. "Even Braun is struggling to figure out what's going on, how to make this work. He's like, "Yeah. We're just trying to find the lineup that best fits us." Pause. We are now currently checks notes uh almost a quarter of the way through the season. Uh and the Lakers still don't know what lineups work best. Excuse me, that is not great. That is significant alarm bells should re- that is what training camp is for. That is training that is legitimately what training camp and preseason is for. Figure out how people mesh, where the chemistry is, what lineups rotations work. This is what he has to say even more. Obviously, we started the season big with DJ and AD and myself at the 3, 4, 5. And as of late, we have went smaller with AD at the 5. So we're just trying to figure out, get enough minutes long enough to see what best lineups work for us and how we want to see us play. Like I said before, this was a tricky lineup in any genius's book. Like, this roster may never work. But in order for it to cobble together and work, like you need a high IQ head coach that understands how everyone functions together, deficiencies, how the rotations work, second unit, third unit. Do you really trust Frank Vogel with anything complex? Like complex problem solving? I don't. And that's why he's got to check his butt because he's on the hot seat like Luke Walton was. By the way, Luke Walton's gone now. You know what kind of team has roster issues a quarter of the season in? The fucking Kings. That's the kind of team. Bad teams. teams. Houston. (laughs) You know, Orlando. They, like, have too many guards they don't know what to do with. Like, okay, Kings have four guards. What are you talking about? Here's more from Braun. Obviously... We played big over the course of my years here in L.A. with Frank, obviously, with JaVale, with Dwight, and last year with Mark and Big Drum when he came to the team, and as well as Trez. We'll see where we land at some point. What? That's like a pilot who doesn't know the flight path who's like, we'll see if we land in Bali or in Houston. Like, um, whoa. Whoa. I think it will probably happen over the course of the next few weeks, he says, as we get close to pretty much a fourth of the season. Here's where I'll mention again. In the first quarter of the season, where the Lakers have played a huge percentage of their games at home against weak fucking teams, that was the point that you're supposed to get the head start so that you can pad your record— So that when the real games come, you don't look so bad. So you can actually have a good win total heading into the All-Star break. At All-Star break, at this rate, you are going to be in real trouble. And this is why that Isaiah Stewart game was so important and so telling. Even though the Lakers ended up winning, we saw all of the glaringly obvious issues. All of the problems. John Hollinger wrote, much As they try to experiment with big lineups, this Lakers team is far better with Davis at five as a menacing, switching defensive monster than trying to play huge lineups with Davis next to Dwight or DeAndre Jordan. The Lakers have tried those combos for a total of 182 minutes and have been outscored by 36 points. And yet, though, here's where it gets tricky. With Davis at the 5, they're still only winning a third of their games against, again, OKC, Detroit, Houston. Like, they are, they could be even worse shape. Like, they could have lost to San Antonio in overtime. Memphis, one-jaw Morant, free throw away. Like, this is not good. Like, I cannot express, like, oh, Tristy, you hate the Lakers. And so you're just an alarmist because you want them to fail. And true. And true, but that does not have to do with anything here, which is that the facts are what happens when you go on the road to play a team like the Jazz with Rudy Gobert, or the Nets, or the Bucks? How will this lineup deal with athletic big men who stretch the floor, have multiple big men that are athletic? Like, fuck, you lose to Cleveland. Like, easily. There are so many questions surrounding the Lakers right now, and it just doesn't feel like there are any answers. It just doesn't feel, like, logically, like you hope that it might get better, but you can't really think of how the solution is going to come to fruition. This is not, they, they don't even have a lineup that makes sense for them in the first and second unit that, that is successful. You've got Braun no longer being Braun. AD, who has health issues, and at the 5, makes sense on paper, but in reality is not going to win them games. The spacing issues that we've talked about, I don't know, a gajillion times, have not been fixed. They will not be fixed. Let me just say this again. Spacing issues, not going to be fixed. Why? Because basically it all comes down to this. Russell Westbrook doesn't move without the ball. That's just it. That's that's it. They're, it's like a successful rotation with Braun – and 80 and Russ doesn't exist because of Russ. It's almost like Russ doesn't fit with his team. It's almost like Buddy Heald should have been there. It's almost like LeBron shouldn't be the GM. I I don't know. Maybe they fix it. Maybe they don't. Maybe I look like an idiot at the Western Conference Finals. Maybe I'm watching them again at Staples Center in the plan game. Like I watched that with my own two eyes. They were in the plan. Maybe this is just a 10 seed with a bunch of nice names. Maybe this is 11 seed. Maybe we're all like, on first take, we discuss, is this the end of LeBron James? My column. Like, Russell Westbrook probably said it best when he admitted postgame. I think the reality of it is on the outside, we have really high expectations of our team, and, and they should and we should. But the reality of it is we have not played well with each other. 18 games in the season, and I don't have chemistry yet. No closer to having chemistry than when they didn't win a game in the preseason. And I tell you what, at certain point, it's just going to be too late. Get your shit together, Lakers. Because, truthfully, even as a hater, playoffs are better when you're in it. That's all the time that we have for the Heat Check Podcast. We will be back early, squirrely Wednesday mornings uh, with all the latest happenings in the league. We will be back, I believe, Friday. But we're recording this early. So I'm not sure how this whole time schedule works out. But do not forget that Trista Crick on TikTok, Instagram, and on Twitter. Uh, we will see you Wednesday, guys. See you I want to change it. I want to claim it. I want to paint it. She quickly to say no because she knows she a diamond. She getting quiet. She on the die She want a massage. Trying to get in intimate. Thank you. Can never diminish it? Niggas are changing their images. Niggas